I want to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives to share their top tips for success with you. I'm really excited to have on the show today David Linthicum. He's the Chief Cloud Strategy Officer over at Deloitte Consulting. Uh, David, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. Fantastic. So as I mentioned to you, you know, I have some younger listeners that maybe are in college and maybe some that are just graduating and they're getting started in their career. Um, I'm looking at your, you know, your background and I mean, you've had quite an influential career. Um, Just reading a a little bit of it, you were named the number one cloud influencer via a recent major report by Apollo Research. Um, in terms of cloud computing and being a thought leader, I mean, you're an author, you're a speaker, you've been the CTO five times for both private and public companies, and a CEO two times in the last 25 years. So you're, you are a tenured influencer and thought leader in your career for somebody just getting started. Um, what would be some of your tips to them entering the marketplace? Yeah, I think the biggest tip and the biggest thing that I did right uh, in my career, in both in my entrepreneurial career when I owned and sold companies, and both in my executive career when I was, you know, just part of the team, you know, like I am now, is basically learn how to take risks and step out of your comfort zone. I, I think that if you're going to try to play it safe for your entire career, you're really going to uh, not gain anything. You're not going to gain the experience to really kind of step out of your comfort boundaries, and you're not going to be able to kind of step forward into areas or doing things you thought you may not have been capable of doing. I mean, one of the things I've, that's been systemic to my career, I've always surprised myself in things I was able to do. I was able to write books. I was able to go out and speak in front of, you know, thousands of people. I was able to, you know, do radio and TV and lots of podcasts like like this and speak in public. And, and I wouldn't have been able to do that unless I took some risks and kind of stepped out of my normal way of thinking, did unnatural acts, the ability to kind of uh, – build on things that you're normally scared about. I mean, it's like if you fear flying or you, you have other phobic things, if by doing it, it becomes kind of normal for you and it goes away. And in this case, it provides you with some career skills that allow you to take things to the next level. And so when we talk about risk, I mean, let, let's, let's talk about the other side of that. Let's talk a little bit about failure. I mean, that fear of failure and the idea of failure. What, what are your views on that? Well, I made mistakes with, um, you know, seven zeros on the end. I mean, it's it's been, you know, you're not going to uh, get into a career long term and not uh, uh, understand that at some point you're going to fail. And and I know that there's a big kind of a buzzword out there: fail fast and fail often. I think that, you know, can be taken to a to a, a logical extreme. But the reality is that you have to do your best and you have to basically make sure you're making the right decisions, your gut decisions. But sometimes those decisions are going to be wrong. And one of the problems with the, with the market that I'm in, it's in technology, which is ever-changing. And while I have 10 good ideas every day, um, the ability to kind of take that idea up and get it funded and get a lot of other people confident in an idea and take it to the next level really depends on the market picking it up. And so, in other words, having a... Uh, predictor or vision that this technology is going to be hot in the market, cloud computing, for instance, and the ability to kind of get things together and move it into a market and have the market ready to accept it. Um, the reality is I built clouds back in uh, 1998, which uh, probably wasn't uh, a very smart choice in the market when, you know, the, the really cloud computing was was unknown and people weren't trusting remote systems at the time. That changed over time. 
But ultimately, it's timing in the market, your ability to get things out, your ability to have certain intuitions, and then making educated bets on where the market's going to go. And, of course, I learned a lot by you know, trying and failing and building a cloud-based system in, in 1998, 1999, and then tried it again in 2003 with some mild success and then built additional systems uh, you know, later in the decade. And obviously, you know, the, the trend became my friend and everything kind of came back. But the ability to think and understand how that market's going to play out and be able to fail. Yeah, no, 100%. And I and that's one of the big things that I feel um, when I'm speaking with um, new entrepreneurs, even tenured entrepreneurs, it's that thought process of failing and how big and how much time they're going to spend. Um, when would you say, and I know this is kind of a broad question, but when would you say it's kind of time to cut bait on, a, on an idea and just accept that failure versus thinking that you have to keep pushing through? I think when enough data points come around where you feel that the idea just doesn't have a viable future, and the thing that's tough, that's tough for you to do. One of the things I do in my uh, you know, day-to-day life is advise lots of companies, young companies that are coming up. They have certain ideas in the space, certain technologies they're looking to bring into the market, and some of them are very viable. They're going to solve a problem, and they're going to have a, uh, probably going to be successful in the market if they're able to sell in the market and market in the market, create demand, things like that, really kind of the blocking and tackling. There's some ideas, no matter how much money and time and, and talent gets behind it, it's really not going to have traction in the space. And it's you know kind of a very humbling thing when you're told in something you believed upon, you basically put your ego behind is not going to have a viable future. And the reality is if you hear it two or three times, uh, unless you have additional data points that are really going to prove the space out, you really need to understand that there need to, you need to pivot, which a lot of companies do, and start doing something differently in the same market, perhaps with the same pattern of technology. Or you need to uh, fish and cut, you know, uh, you basically need to cut out and, and go do something else. And I think that happens a ton. And I, I don't think it's makes sense to run a company into a ground. I think you really kind of understand that there's limitations to what's going on with how your product or service is going to be accepted in the market, and you need to make drastic measures to figure out different ways to do it. And I think this, by the way, is not only a, a problem with the um, with the small entrepreneurs, but the big Global 2000 companies are running into the same thing. They just keep doing the same things over and over again, not understanding that their market's ever going to be disrupted when the disruptors are coming on strong now. Yeah, absolutely, and it's just so hard. And I and I get it for anybody out there that's had a business that hasn't worked, or an idea, or a failure. If you're not if you're an entrepreneur out there, you know at some point you had a baby, you had this this idea, you had this thing that you cultivated and put all your energy behind, and all your thought process. And like you said, if the data points, if you have enough data points, but you based off of whatever metrics you're using that point to it not being viable, um, then it, it can be time to to move on. So no. All, all great info on that one, and we've all been there at some point in time. And if we keep taking risks, um, calculated risks, then it's possible we're going to be there in the future again if history tells us one thing. Um, let's talk a little bit more about what you see, you know, happening in, in, in the cloud space. So just overall, I mean, you're, you're, you're that guy in that space. So what do you think about cloud computing in its future? 
Yeah, obviously it's exploding right now, and it's been exploding for about the last two years. And I think we have about 20 to 25% of our workloads in the cloud right now, including software as a service, things like Salesforce.com and Google Docs and, and Microsoft 365. I think what's going to happen in the next five years is we are going to reach a saturation point. We're going to get to a point where we're not going to find application workloads, data sets in our uh, on-premises space within the enterprises that are going to be uh, financially viable to move to the cloud. And so one of the things that is a large opportunity is to figure out, you know, what the uh, alternatives are. And so this managed service providers, which basically is a kind of a computer condo that you would, you know, use that would you leverage and automate, automate systems and people would manage these services on your behalf or co-location providers, which is kind of real estate that you would rent for a certain amount of time in a data center. And so the things are getting more complex, and it's not. We're also not necessarily finding the low-hanging fruit in the applications that are easily portable or movable into the cloud. And so, what we're going to see in the next, uh, you know, in 2020, 2021, 2022, is really kind of this return to the basics of what computing is and dealing with kind of core problems that we've had to deal with in the past in the enterprises and dealing with complexity, dealing with the numerous systems we're operating, dealing with different security models that need to be viable so the information doesn't get hacked, and also dealing with the compliance issues, the ability to kind of deal with laws and that are ever-changing to the point where you really need to build an infrastructure that's going to be changeable quickly uh, versus something that's going to be fairly static. And I think that the movement to the cloud is going to continue, and that's going to be a multi billion dollar industry with you know certainly the companies are going to have market caps of trillions of dollars who are in that space going forward and lots of you are going to build some wealth but overall it's going to be the tactical technologies that are going to solve that problem and, and typically it's going to be off cloud solutions it's going to be not necessarily the big public cloud providers who solve that issue it's going to be um, startups it's going to be perhaps some big um, enterprise software companies that pivot their way into solving those problems. But that's going to be a $30 billion problem to solve over the next five years, and I think that's where the focus is going to go. That's great. Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be, I mean, you, you gave the numbers. It's definitely not going anywhere. It's definitely in its growth stage. Um, love it all. So one thing that I did want to ask you, so I, I can see, you know, publications, and you've done quite a bit of, um, you know, of writing. I mean, I'm seeing over 5,000 published articles. Um, what a, if you, for the executives, for the other entrepreneurs out there, for the, you know, the CEOs, what, can you talk a little bit about the importance of, of getting your ideas out there through writing? Yeah, I think it's extremely important, and, and I really look at the books and the articles and the speaking as really something that was um, that was very vi very instrumental in my career. And the reality is, you have to communicate. That's probably more important than you having an understanding. It's it's one thing you need to be very smart, and there's lots of smart people out there. Many work for me, and I work for many smart people. Huge IQs and huge great ideas. But the thing is. If you don't publish it out to your peer group so people can evaluate those ideas and provide you feedback as to whether those ideas are viable or not and also ways to tweak your ideas and have an evolution in thinking you know, over time, you're really not going to grow as quickly as you would grow and, and just kind of you know, maintaining kind of this introverted thing. And so the reality is, is that the successful people out there, almost to a person, 
are extremely good at communicating. If they're not, they get good quickly. You know, they take Dale Carnegie training, things like that, to understand how to communicate on shows like this as well as speaking in public. But more importantly, it's also being able to get your your information out and have it impactful on people out in the marketplace. And with me, I do a blog on InfoWorld. I you know, post twice a week. I do a blog on Deloitte.com. I post twice a week. I do YouTube videos. I do lots of interviews with NPR and other large radio organizations, things like that. I have the repetition out there to get my ideas. And by the way, you know, while I'm explaining my ideas to other people, you know, very much like I'm doing right now, my thinking evolves. And and so the ability to kind of evolve your system, your thinking, and question what your your thoughts are and your approach into the market and how you explain it is probably most important to your career and probably it's most important to your personal growth, your ability to kind of accept criticism, your ability to accept compliments, your ability to figure out where the, the sweet spots are in whatever technology or whatever thinking that you're doing. You know, For example, in the financial space, you know, how do you make investments? What are the new innovative stuff around that? And also, finally, the ability to kind of think in an innovative and creative way. And one of the things I hate to do is repeat something that somebody else already said, and that seems to be a big issue in the technology space. We have a tendency to kind of reinvent things based on old patterns of technology. And I think you have to be new and creative and say something new, even if it's a risky thing, because you're putting a thought out there that hasn't been validated by anybody. But the only way you're going to provide validation and really kind of figure out if this thinking is right thinking and needs to be you know, explained in the space and perhaps built into bigger things like a book or even decomposing it down to more deeper thoughts and, and procedures and processes is to, is to go ahead and push new ideas out there. And that's, that's a very courageous thing to do, as I'm finding. Oh, man, you, uh, you gave us a whole lot in there. I'm, I'm going to have to go back and listen to this one again, David. Lots of gems that you dropped in there. For all the listeners, I, I, I encourage you to re-listen to this one. Um, some of the main things there, um, uh, you, you listen to this a couple times. You'll get a lot. Um, where's, the, where's the best place for um, people to read your work now or to connect with you, David? Is oh, it your blog? Place. Is it? Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, the best place would be to go to InfoWorld.com. I post there twice a week. And Deloitte.com, I post there twice a week. Uh, follow me on LinkedIn. Follow me on Twitter. And, and by all means, feel free to say hi and also feel free to comment on my work. All right, David. Well, hey, I know you're a busy guy. I really appreciate you uh, taking time out of your schedule for this interview and to uh, bestow your knowledge on my listeners. So thank you so much. Um, for all the listeners, um, really appreciate you tuning in. I'll, I can't wait to bring you the next executive or entrepreneur to share their top tips for success with you. Uh, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at, at AskAdamTorres for all of my book releases, tour information, all of that good stuff. And if you're interested in applying to become one of the, the authors in my upcoming books, head on over to MoneyMattersTopTips.com and click on Become an Author. Um, David, thank you again so much for your time. Thank you.